Yet I think it'll change one day. How? I don't know. When? I definitely don't know. Why? Because there will always be someone ready to fight. Maybe it's my turn. Others are fighting too, even in the garden, where sometimes it feels like there's not a lot worth fighting for. People are realizing and shouting and marching and demanding. They're not forgetting. I think that's the most important part. Khalil, I'll never forget. I'll never give up. I'll never be quiet. I promise. Good morning and welcome to our final edition of the Hate You Give podcast. Um, I am Miss Huff. With you as always, with me today is... Miss Spears, the reading coach. And Mrs. Ellison, the writing coach. And today we're here to wrap up the whole book and talk about where it left us. Uh, To do that, not only did I love this book and could spend hours talking about the characters and what they do and what they say, and I want to know where they go from here, but I'm also okay with the ending and so many things. Um, But also, I want to do a new structure. So this week I want to do something called Florilegium. It's another... Uh, sacred reading practice that monks would do and what it means literally is the flowers within the ledger so this is um, something that a lot of us do as we read we kind of pick out words phrases quotes that we think are awesome and I know a whole bunch of teachers actually who keep kind of like a quote journal or important quotes to them Um, and Florilegium by practice takes those quotes that you have pulled out and reads them as if they were text to see how the quotes inform each other, but also like what what meaning can we make of all of these together? How do they go together? So I took all of the quotes that we have talked about and asked questions of through all of our podcasts and typed them up. And then within those longer quotes, because some of them were paragraphs, I pulled out like a sentence from each one that kind of stood out. And so I have made a florilegium of it. I'd like to read it today and all of us discuss kind of the meaning within our text of what we've pulled out. You want to give it a try? Yes, I think this sounds exciting. (laughs) Okay, so here are the quotes. There are just some places where it's not enough to be me, either version of me. She rubs my back and speaks in hushed tones that tell lies. It's all right, baby. It's all right. Now I tear up. Goodbyes hurt the most when the other person's already gone. Lock the door, stay inside, and don't let anybody in. You hear me? I know. I want to hear what you think. They act like I'm the official representation of the black race, and they owe me an explanation. Star saw her best friend die. Keep her in your prayers, but my baby made the honor roll again. Hashtag blessed. I can't breathe. Like I'm drowning in tears, I refuse to shred. Bravery. Brave people's legs don't shake. Brave people don't feel like puking. People around here don't have much, but they help each other out as best they can. It's this strange, dysfunctional as hell family, but it's still a family. More than I realized until recently. But all the territory wars got to be put aside somehow. This is bigger than some street stuff. And honestly, all the street stuff got these cops thinking they can do whatever they want. Chris says, do you think they're going to charge him? No. I'm sorry. You didn't do anything. But I feel like I should apologize on behalf of all white people everywhere. Daddy glances back at me and there's this expression on his face that I've never seen before. 
And now the whole crowd is echoing the same thing, pointing at King and his boys. I mean, everybody is snitching. The rules no longer apply. Where do you want to start? Well, (laughs) I want to say that I really, these are some of the best quotes in the book (laughs) that you pulled out. And it really does show the development from a reading standpoint of Star from the beginning through the end. So I really love that you pulled those out to show her development as a character and as a, as a person and a whole, and maybe even as a community mm-hmm. and that and her, the community that she lived in and how it changed. Yeah. So from this violent and, act to where the rules no longer apply right. because they are changing things. And even her rules are different now because she's coming away from two versions and deciding where her place is. So there's only going to be one version I think of mm-hmm. Star in the future, and her father, who has sat back and let her make choices, for her to see his acknowledgement and the pride of, you know, her star shining bright. Mm-hmm. I, I think this really shows how that evolved. I, I agree. I thought as you read these, what a great capture of the story at large. Um, I disagree, though, when you, before you start reading, that you liked the ending. I, <laughs> I, I will say this. I thought the ending was accurate. Yes. And that's why I hated it. Because I think our society needs to change. And I, and oh, I, I think too. that I, I, I think Angie Thomas did a great job of showing all people the responses that people have when they disagree with things, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I feel like Star and her family were not defeated by the, by the, the sentence, no the no call. And at the same time, I wish that they had become victorious. I wish that the novel could have been a turning point. Once again, so, no offense to Angie Thomas. I no. know why she did it. And I, and I think that that was just a powerful message as making it right. Yeah. But it hurts my heart that it was to know that that was that so, I should have predicted that, and I didn't want to. I believe that every story deserves a happy ending, and okay. if it's not over, so, it's not happy if it's not over. You know. So here, <laughs> that's actually kind of why I like the ending. I don't like that he gets off. I don't want the cop to not be charged, and I don't want the neighborhood to tear itself apart, right. and I don't want King's boys to light the store on fire. Um, I do want the neighborhood to stand up and say, but he really is bad. I do want the neighborhood to help them rebuild. And I, what I like, you said that it is the job to show us, you know, all people, how we disagree and what's going on, and that it was real. And I think it is the job of books to show us where we're lacking as well. I think that if this book has a happy ending, that you read it and go, so justice prevailed and I'm okay. And the fact that it doesn't means that I have work to do, that there are things that I need to change and, and work to change around me so that broader scopes change, so that we can get a book where it does have the right ending. I felt like but we're I aligned not there in society. I felt like I aligned with Chris when he says on behalf of all <laughs> white people I want to apologize. I know. And I think that at some point we've got to put aside our personal beliefs and realize that people are more important than our principles. And I may have said that before, but I that's a bridge worth dying on at this point. Like we've got to that that the, the person, person next to me, regardless of what he or she says and does, is still a person. That people and, are sacred. 
Oh, just like our text. Yeah, that people are sacred. That we, when people offend me, let's have a conversation mm-hmm. so I can figure out why you said that. Because maybe you didn't say it with the intention of offending me. Sure. And maybe I misinterpreted it. But a conversation could settle all differences. Yeah. As opposed to well, and I pulling have, a gun or throwing fists or. I have friends. I have good friends who have very different political and religious beliefs than I do. Mm -hmm. And there are some beliefs that I would, it's the hill I would die on. I would shout what I believe until I was blue in the face and they believe the opposite. Um, And, you know, we we see so much shouting into the vacuum on social media and Facebook. And what I like about books is that I don't feel like it's shouting into a vacuum. I feel like it's a broader conversation because more people read it and we can do things like this and have a larger conversation. And it's not just my little group of friends that hear it. It's a larger community. And we can all have this conversation to move forward and have the conversation like you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I know uh, I had an interesting moment where I was on one side of a, a law that got proposed in New York even though I live in Florida. And, um, and I have a friend who was on the other side of it. Um, and we were both presenting different arguments. And after a couple of times, um, she said something to the effect of, what I like is that you're saying um, that we should do everything we can for children and mothers and babies Um, and I believe the same thing and we would go about it differently, but we both love our children, don't we? You found common ground. And and I said, yes. And I said, and I also see that not going to change your opinion and you're not going to change mine, but that we both believe what we believe because we're trying to find good. Um, I, I love you. Go be you. And it was nice to be able to leave it there and we didn't have to agree. And you didn't have to sacrifice your friendship. Right. Even though it's a hill worth dying on for you, your friendship mm-hmm. became more important than yeah. the... Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I think everybody... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I agree with all of that. I was listening intently as you all were talking about this. And everyone should have a hill that they would die on uh-huh. and something they believe on. But you have to understand and we have to learn to respect each other's opinions mm-hmm. even though we're passionate other people mm-hmm. are going to be passionate and we have to learn that respect and that it's mm-hmm. okay for me to have a hill to die on and you to have a hill to die on and them to not be the same and them not to be the same because somewhere in there those two lines will cross mm-hmm. and they do have a commonality and it's finding that commonality mm-hmm. and that's how you form um friendships yes. that's how you form community. equality that's how you form community and fairness and if society as a whole could just learn to understand that i think the things like we saw in this book would not even be in mm-hmm. our vocabulary would not be on the news it would evaporate and you know that's what i like about what star does too is that she doesn't stand up and say uh we need justice and we need this and that rule going forward what she gets up and says over and over and over again to miss ofra at the protest at the end is khalil lived and he was important 
Natasha was important. Khalil was important. Um, she says, it would be easy to quit if it was just about me, uh, Khalil, that night, and that cop. But it's way more than that, though. It's about Seven, Sakani, Kenya, Devante. It's also about, and the names here are important, Oscar, Ayana, Trayvon, Rekia, Michael, Eric, Tamir, John, Azil, Sandra, Freddie, Alton, and Falando. It's even about the little boy in 1955 who mm-hmm. nobody recognized at first, Emmett. You know, what I think is interesting is even though her character evolves and we see that very clearly in the text, what I found even more interesting, um, maybe more empowering, is that her father's her father's beliefs evolved, evolved. Mm-hmm. and I think that if his beliefs had not evolved, she would have not been empowered. Mm-hmm. If his if beliefs had not changed, the community would not have been empowered, right? I think that mm-hmm. he had a background that that the the world at large would have said he's a criminal, he should not be trusted. He's, you know, he's this. And they would have pointed the finger at him. But I think that his leadership, you know, he didn't want to leave that Garden Heights because he wanted to change that community. And it took him leaving to change, mm-hmm. right? Him, his willingness to do that. I think all of, all of that change that happened in him, I don't know that it was a result of Star or that it empowered, or maybe it's just a cycle that they empowered each other, but I like the fact that it's two different generations. His change that made is not the possible change. without her. And so this is actually a great example of youth and how youth can have a voice and stand up and influence our larger society because Star who she is and how she lives and what she says in conversations with her dad and with other people helps to at least begin his thought process that he Mm -hmm. continues to discuss with her mom and to look at his other children and to look around and and he evolves in his beliefs as well and because he does he's the first well mr lewis is really the first one to stand up and say it's king but maverick is the first one that gets listened to right and when maverick says it the rest of the community does too and none of that happens without star and who she is and what the way she lives and without his willingness to be changed. Yes, you have because, to be open. Because, and you right. have to listen. Exactly. Because there's, I think there's a lot of people in a lot of communities on both sides of the track that are mm-hmm. staunch in their I'm not changing belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's enough of us, at least I hope there's enough of us that are open-minded enough to look past past grievances. To look at the person. To look at the person and to look at the, the potential in the future. I think, I, although I know that in order to enjoy peace, we have to have war. But that doesn't mean mm. that the war has to be in our neighborhoods. Right. Right? It doesn't mean that the war has to be in our schools or in our classrooms or in our families. Um, and sometimes it doesn't have to be a physical war that we have to experience in order to enjoy peace. And when our community stands up as a whole, perhaps the reaction to that community from law enforcement that they haven't trusted before is different. As we see here, King does get charged. Mm -hmm. And then they find lots of other things when they go, when they have a search warrant and can search his house, they find lots of other things and we know those charges are going to stick. Yeah. No, I really like that you pointed out the community and I know this is about thug life based Mm -hmm. on the hate you give and 
it, and you go all the way back to the beginning where um, Khalil, he's talking about it and the infants and what it does to them when we teach this hatred. But you pull, point out about community. And through community, joining together, we can get rid and we can no longer have exactly. that thug life and those poor innocent infants mm -hmm. having this hatred growing inside of them. Mm -hmm. If community can learn to come together mm -hmm. and community can learn to do peaceful things to make change mm -hmm. and run out the, the crime, the leaders in their own community that are causing mm -hmm. the drugs and the inappropriate uh, non-lawful activity from outside the community right. too maverick points that out once and, and he's like nobody here has private jets but right. these drugs being flown and, in and it was really eye-opening even for my class when we were reading this to say well so what is he saying is you know we're the the community is allowing these drugs to be coming in from outside sources mm -hmm. so they have to stop the that. community can stand together yeah they need to stand to come out together then the outside corrupting forces can't, can't corrupt you can't so those horrible so, people outside right. will so, get you because to me i to me it's almost like these yeah these outside forces are bringing this into our community we have to stand up not just against the people inside our community but the people outside our right. community so I want to applaud both of you because I know you guys were the, um, the, the, <laughs> the force that got this whole thing started. But one school, one book. Hello. We now have a, a community of reader, readers that can help build a culture of that literacy in our school through conversations that we're having like this mm -hmm. one. Yeah. that could push out the external forces that are telling kids not to be readers. Mm -hmm. And it's and I think that without knowing it, maybe we have just done what Star was able to do in her community that we were doing in ours. Well, wouldn't that be wonderful? I hope so. <laughs> and, you know, I got to tell you, people ask me, like, kids ask me why I'm a librarian or why I like to read and whatnot, because they'll come in and they'll kind of hang out in the media center at lunch and see that it's a nice space, and they're like, but, but miss, like, all these books, like, who's checking those out and what? And what I say is that it's not, it's not for me about the sit down and read and make sense and use my mind. I actually do love that part. But for me, it's about a conversation. Books are a conversation starter between me and an author. And when I write something, it, mm. it's for myself to get it out of me. But it, so that it's not in me and poisoning me if it's negative or so that it doesn't, so that it can like explode out if it's positive but it's also so that other people can see it it's about wanting to make sure that other people see me and what I know and I want to see authors and what they know and what they experience and by reading this I feel like I know Angie Thomas a little bit more like I can mm. see these people better and I I hear what she's saying and to that I want to say and how do I add to the conversation we do this and I hand somebody else the book and they read it and they have an action and they and it's this whole collective conversation we get to have as a community and as a society and that's really what reading is to me it's about what we do with it well and I I started out this this one school one book with you guys admitting that I had not read yet <laughs> right um, and I will say, I think the podcast and having these conversations about the book is what excited me about reading it. Um, once I got into it, first of all, Angie Thomas is a gifted writer. And I just felt like 
from the moment I started, re- I finally started reading it, I, I was there with her. You know, mm-hmm. like I could, I could feel my, like I was in the movie watching it and safe from being harmed was still part of it. Um, but I think the conversations that we've had have brought it even more to life. It has is allowed me to have even greater um, feeling about it, greater insight, um, even more of a, a impassioned about the the issues of the of the day and and keeping my eyes open to things like that. So for me, reading sometimes is just a vacation <laughs> that I can go visit somewhere else and I can put it down whenever I need to. Um, so normally I like my vacations to be very positive. <laughs> But this one I think I enjoyed because it helped me as a white teacher who grew up middle class to be able to get behind the lens of another culture. Some of our students. A lot of our students, sadly. But to see why their life is, or how their life is so different, but why they don't see things the way we do. And so I think that extra perspective helps me relate to them and helps me put things in a way that is more palatable for them, right? Whether it's a book, whether it's an assignment, whether it's an expectation, to move them into a way that they can make education work for them as opposed to fight education for them. Yes, but I do want to say one thing, and that is you said, sadly, so many of our students are like this. I only meant in sadly the, in that they have experienced some of this violence and yes, trauma. But oh my god, what a wonderful person Star is! Oh, and if yes. I could have a classroom or a school full of stars, I would be ecstatic. Thank you so much <laughs> for clarifying that. You're right. It's not sadly that they live this way, but it's sadly that they have had to experience the trauma and yes. the devastation and the loss. Yes, um, I have. And never, I knew that's what you meant. Yeah, I have never seen. I've never had somebody um, shot in front of me, like started. I believe that. For the experiences that she has had, she is going to be an amazing person. Human I was going to say lady, uh, amazing <laughs> leader, amazing voice, um, because she's not crippled by the experience, but instead she, uh, because of the people around her, molding her and helping her, she's able to step forward and step up. Mm-hmm. Um, and become that leader and that beautiful lady that she is and will even be as an older adult. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. I like the um, evolution of what happened or the, evol- the how she evolved and starting out being a very confused young lady. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she just turns into this, I just foresee her like, setting the world on fire and as, you know, and making so many changes in the communities that she surrounds and the people that she touches. I like her name. She's going to go shine a light and be the star on the darkness and the people who get forgotten and the people who right. the people who lived and mattered that we didn't see. And what yes. brilliance that Angie Thomas thought of that. <laughs> right. And named her so, star. <laughs> it seems so like coincidental and yet you know it's not. Oh, it was very <laughs> well thought out. Oh. <laughs> so great conversation today though yes thank you and you know what i want to do this more and uh we've been talking about this as well here behind the scenes at school we are going to do one book one school again next year we're going to do it in the fall and in the spring so please tell us your thoughts on this on twitter on edsby or wherever else you find our link on podbean uh in itunes leave us a review but also help us vote early next year so that we can start and get a book in the fall and do this again 
Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was, um, I feel blessed to have been part of it. Thank you. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Have a great day.